Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equipped to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equipped to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome to Equipped to Be. I'm your host, Connie Albers. Glad you're with us. I'm just curious, have you all ever had this, uh, if you have older children, let's say older teens, college kids, adult children, I know we have the gamut uh, of our listeners here at Equipped to Be. And I also know that I keep hearing some repeated I guess questions, seeking advice, like what, Connie, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do when I, I know, I know what would help my child, regardless of the age, but they don't receive what I have to say, or they shut me down when I do try to talk. What, what do I do with that? Have you ever had that happen? That's going to be the focus of this edition of Equipped to Be. You know, we spend so much time when our children are younger teaching them, instructing them. Following Deuteronomy, we're, we are to teach a child in the way they should go. That doesn't always mean they're going to go in that direction, especially in every season of their life. There could be periods, and as, as we're entering in this season of complete confusion, and I would even say chaos— It's getting harder and harder. And your job is becoming increasingly important. Why? Because there's so much conflicting information. What you're teaching in the confines of your home, the the private conversations, and you're trying to navigate, well, what what, what am I allowed to say? What am I not allowed to say? And we don't want our kids to repeat certain things that we say. Why don't we want them to repeat certain things that we say? Well, Because not everybody has your family values. Not everybody believes the way you believe. And as a parent, it is important that we impart truths to our children. (laughs) It's also important that we teach our children to apply logic and reasoning. But there's three things I want to talk about in our episode today as, as we think about the changes that are happening so, so quickly within our society Your older children, your older teens, your college kids, your adult kids, they're going to ask for your input if they want to know it. Does that make sense? They will ask you what you think if they want to know. And I I know so many parents because I speak to, you know, a lot of people, thousands of people. And I get these same feedback. Parents are, are concerned about their children, about the consequences, about making the right decisions, about navigating uncharted territory. Eh, my goodness. You know, a loving parent wants to keep their child from the pitfalls, from the snares, the snags, from getting derailed. I mean, that's natural. But there comes a point where 
We can't. We can't make them say the right thing or do the right thing or or navigate a season well. Man, wouldn't that be great if we could, but we can't. Why? Because we don't control our kids. And it's not really about control. Our kids need to know that we're for them. Our kids need to know that we're going to be there. Our kids need to know what we think, but I'm just going to get you to consider something. If you have been pouring in to your children right and wrong, truths, God's principles, how to treat people, manners, kindness, courtesy, putting other people before yourself. If, if you have been teaching those to your children since the time they were little, that's all there. It's still mulling around inside their mind. If they have learned what's right from wrong, if if you've been teaching them to be wise and discerning, the principles that you've laid out, they're still there. And I know it can be frustrating. It can be painfully, woefully frustrating when our children don't listen or when they seemingly tune us out. And I say seemingly because they never really do. As a matter of fact, the older your kids get, the, the truth is they, they can't get you out of their head. And I know there's a song. It's not meant in this arena, but it, ap- it just absolutely applies. And I bet right now, if I were to ask you something your parents said, maybe it's something your grandparents said to you about a given situation. And I were to say to you, what did your parents, what would your parents tell you about this? What were some common phrases that your parents actually spoke to you? And taught you. They're there. Some of you have spent a lifetime trying to get them out of you because maybe it wasn't wise counsel. Maybe they weren't really good principles to apply. Like, hey, nobody is going to take care of you. You got to take care of yourself. You're number one. Some of those principles aren't really good. They may stem from a parent who desires to have you take care of yourself and be strong, but some of those can be misapplied and even misunderstood as a child. But if you have older teens and college kids and adult children, let me just say, if they want to know what you think, if they want your advice, they'll ask. I'll never forget one of the things that I remember so pointedly about my mother is she would always say, I'm just going to give them a piece of my mind. And I... I would always reply in my mind. Most of the time, I'd never said it out loud because I wanted to respect my mom. And it wasn't my place to rebuke or correct my mother. And I'm just going to, here's a little side caveat. We have entered a season where for some reason, our older kids, our college kids, adult children, there is this season of, of, when they take everything that they have learned that we have taught them and it goes from their head to their heart and what will they actually apply? They're not going to apply everything you've taught them. They're going to forge their way. They're going to, it is a little bit of pick and choose. We don't want them to pick and choose God's word, but some things are going to be really important to them. I, I, I know we always made a big deal of pretty much of all the holidays but some of my kids, they they don't. They're like, those are Hallmark holidays, and we're just not going to buy into that. We're, got, we're not going to go buy gifts just because the retail industry 
has decided this is a great way to make money. They're, that's just something they've decided to do. And who am I to say, well, that's wrong. No, understand the thought behind it. But there will be this time where there's this tension and it can last for a while, as a matter of fact. But when my mom used to say that in my mind, I used to say, no, people don't want a piece of your mind. Just save it. <laughs> Just keep it to yourself. You know what? There's times I want to give my kids a piece of my mind because I get frustrated. And you do too. Let's be honest. Parenting doesn't stop at 18 or 15 and or 25 or 40. I mean, it doesn't stop. The influence that we can have with our children, whether they're older teens or college kids or, or adults or even adults with your grandbabies, with children, that relationship is what we want to preserve and protect. And you know what that means? That means sometimes we have to monitor our mouth. Now, if you've read Parenting Beyond the Rules, you know I talk about monitoring your mouth. Are the words that you say going to land in the right place of their heart? And in the book, I talk about let the words that you speak land into a tender place of your child's heart. I don't care if your child is 30 or if your child is 13. Let the words that you speak land in a tender place of their heart. That doesn't mean it's always going to land in a tender place of their heart because, frankly, sometimes we may not speak the right words. We might get frustrated. We might not like some of the things, some of the decisions that our kids are making. And if you've read Parenting Beyond the Rules, you'll know I talk about humming. It was a technique that I used when I really, really, really wanted to say something, but I needed to be quiet. I needed to know that they had been well taught, at least to the best of my ability, with the consult, with the constant knowing that I was consulting the Lord. And I believed that He was leading. But if you give a piece of your mind, you just tell them what you think. And they're not asking. They're not listening. Oh, they might hear you. But really listening is the desire to learn. Real listening is the desire to want to know what someone thinks, a.k.a. mom and dad, grandma, grandpa. We want them to want to know what we think about a given situation. And we also want to show them respect by showing restraint. So write that down. You show your kids respect when you restrain your mouth, when you're careful with your words. You really do have to think about the child that you're speaking to, regardless of the age. They'll ask your advice if they want to know it. If they don't, pray. And sometimes what you have to do is just listen. And yes, because you are older, it's 
You could solve their problems in three simple steps. Don't go there. Don't do that. Don't say this. Go this direction. Try it this way. Our kids need to learn to be the problem solvers, to to develop that sense of discernment, to develop the ability to reason. And sometimes that comes at the hand of making some poor decisions. Decisions you would really rather them not make. But I hear this all the time. My, my child is, is really going in the wrong direction. And it's like I'm watching them run in a direction where I know it's going to be painful. I know it's not going to end well. There's going to be mishaps or pain or heartbreak. And that breaks your heart. And you want to do absolutely everything you can to stop that and keep that from happening. But it's not always possible. Giving them a piece of your mind, no matter how well-intentioned, will not be received well. But if you pray and you ask the Lord to work, or you ask the Lord to send someone else, or you ask the Lord to give you the right time, or to make their heart soft, or even to make them want to know what you have to say, then the door is open. Then, you know what happens? Those words that you speak, they actually do land in a tender place of your child's heart. So, number two, before you share your pearls of wisdom, ask them, if they want to know what you're thinking. There's something beautiful about having older children, older teens. Now, older teens can be, depending on their maturity, could be 14 or up. But there's something absolutely beautiful about the relationship that they feel, that they feel respected, that they, they feel like they're being treated kind of grown up. And if, of course, they are adult children, then they are grown up. We should never expect our children to do the adulting thing perfectly because you didn't. And you're probably still not doing it perfectly right now. And yet you're raising these little humans. But can I just get you to consider? There's something honoring that happens within the dynamics of our relationship when we kind of ask our kids permission in a way. We're asking them, do you want to hear what I have to say? And you know, if they say, no, I don't, respect that. Just say, okay, I totally get it. If you you want to know my thoughts, just ask me. In the meantime, just know that you can count on me to pray for you. And leave it. Change subjects. I know it might be hard. Lord knows, I've had to do it so many times. Obviously, when you have as many kids as I have, it's bound to happen. But when you ask them for permission, hey, I have some thoughts on that. I'd love to share. I've been pondering something, you know, now that my children are grown and they're not living in my home, I have to be extremely intentional about connection. I don't get to see them 
24-7. Usually somebody is at our house or getting together. I mean, with 10 of us, it's a beautiful thing because all of our family lives near each other. And it's been fun for me. And it's, oh my goodness, it's given me so much insight into the various stages of parenting. You know, when my kids were all teenagers, I just wanted to help them fix it all. And I knew I had the answers or at least close to some of them. I didn't have all the answers. I knew the one that did. But I had I had access. I could I could gauge when the time was right to be able to have a conversation with my teenager. I could also gauge when it wasn't the right time, when their heart wasn't receptive or when I just didn't have the words to say in a way that would really articulate what it was I was trying to communicate. And I'm a word person. I'm a communicator. When your kids are in college or your children are, you know, adults and they're living on their own, or even you have adult children and they're, they're doing school and they're working and, and you don't get to see them that much, that doesn't mean you can't address certain topics that are important or struggles or enter into their lives in a, when they're really struggling with something. That, that doesn't mean that. It just means you have to be more discerning yourself. You know, rebuke a wise person and they'll thank you. Rebuke a fool and they'll scoff you. They'll mock you. I mean, we kind of see that happening in society now. But it in the confines of our family and the people that we interface with, even our friends, you know, sometimes, you know, you can't even say things to a friend unless they're asking you. You just, they just need you to listen. So no matter how well-intentioned your comments are, you want to ask your kids for permission. You know, I've been really thinking about something, and sometimes I'll, I'll send a text to a child. Like, sometimes I'll wake up in the morning, because remember, I've talked to you about how uh, the Lord speaks to us when we sleep. And oftentimes, we'll have a certain child, a situation on our heart, and we're like, Lord, I need to know what to say and how to say it. And we'll get this idea. Well, type it out or text it out, put in your notes, however you want to remember. I have to write everything down because, frankly, there's too many thoughts running through my head and I'll forget them. So I write them down. And then I have to think about the timing. I don't want to send something to one of my children when they're getting ready to go into a test or they don't really have time to, to read it and think about what it is that I'm saying And that same with we're going, you know, if we're getting together, uh, it may not be a good time for them to hear your pearls of wisdom. And you have to sit on it and wait. And then when you're with them and and you just feel the stirring, you're communicating, you've laughed a little bit, maybe the guard's down, or maybe they bring it up and you say, you know, there's been some things happening and I know you've shared with me and I've listened. I just... I've ha- I've got some thoughts, and I wanted to know if you would like to know what I'm thinking about, how I would encourage you with this. Notice what I just said. I didn't say how you could fix your problem. Hey, listen, if you do this, it'll all be good. No. See, our, our kids are, are growing and changing, or they're already adults. 
and they have their own thoughts about how to solve a matter. But notice I said, I've got some thoughts I would love to share with you, or maybe some things for you to consider, or a different perspective for you to, to see things through. Or maybe just, you know, I... I'm, I'm a bit older, I've kind of had some experiences, and maybe, maybe possibly this might help you as you're kind of figuring out what, what the right way to go or what, what the right decision is. Boy, is that well-received. Why? Because you've elevated them. You're, you're showing them respect. You're letting them know that... They're capable. They're competent. But we all need perspective of others. We all need advice or counsel on how to navigate or make certain decisions. But this I'll tell you. If it's not asked for, if you haven't asked them if they would like to hear what you have to say, it's not going to land in the place you want it to land. And, and sometimes, often, it's rejected. Mostly because they didn't want to hear it at that moment. Yes, again, it's probably still going to be stewing around. But I have found, and there's actually research on that, but I have found in, in working with families and parents and being in this being in this space for as long as I have been in this space, I have found that it is more effective. Who wants to spend their time sharing their thoughts or their sage advice with somebody who could care less or doesn't who's not interested in it in the first place? Nobody. And I know, I know. I just want to say, if you're desperately wanting to help your child that you see, and, and maybe they're in their 20s or even in their 30s, or they're college kids and they're getting caught up in a, 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 with a group of folks that maybe doesn't reflect the, the values that your family had, or even your high schoolers, I know it can be extremely hard to restrain and refrain from saying things because, frankly, we get afraid. We really do. We want what's best. We want what's best for our children. We really do. So here's what you do. Before I go to point three, wait for your kids to ask. Wait for them to ask. And if you just can't because it's so critical, ask them permission. If they don't ask, and they haven't given you permission, then keep listening to what they say. Sometimes they're just external processors. They'll land in the right place. Sometimes they just need you to listen. Take it in. And then pray. Be fervent in praying for your children. Pray protection over them. Pray that the Lord will give them discernment. Pray that the Lord will guide them. Pray that the Lord will bring somebody who kind of 
says exactly what you've been saying, but because it came from somebody else, all of a sudden, it's just amazing information. And then if that happens, don't do the why. I told you that. And also don't do the, well, good, they told you that. I've been telling you that for years. Uh, you know what? That's not going to That's not gonna work. That's, again, that's not building the relationship, is it? So as you're continuing to navigate this season's, sometimes quite difficult seasons. And I've had conversations with parents whose kids are really struggling because all of their friends are echoing sentiments about positions they hold that are opposite from your children. And your children are swimming upstream. They're trying to stand for truth. They're trying to navigate this craziness that what's right is wrong, what's wrong is right. And who who's the author? Who's the, you know, I've heard this say, like, who's the arbitrator of right? You? Well, some people believe it's God's word, but then there's people that don't. But you've been pouring into your children. When you see that they're wrestling and struggling to navigate all the things around them, be a sounding board. Let them know you're praying for them. Ask them if they want your input. Ask if they would like to know what you think. And don't proceed. Don't give them a piece of your mind. Don't, don't do the, well, this is what you need to do. Remind them they know what's right because you've been teaching them. Remind them and give them a boost of confidence that, you know, this, is, can, be, this can be tough stuff. This whole decision-making process of your friends and, and, and what's happening in society and cultures and shifting and cancel culture and wokeism and mask mandates and COVID and corruption and evil and hypocrisy your kids are seeing it. Help them know that you're there for them. That's what they need. Because their fair-weathered friends might not be. The people that they've done life with for many years, maybe maybe like most like their whole childhood. I've been watching I've been watching relationships get broken over the what I think are just quite remarkable things. I mean, we can't agree to disagree. No, we'll just cancel that friendship. And and maybe your child's really struggling with that. Or the bullying or the shaming. This is your opportunity. It's a beautiful opportunity for you just to come alongside them. Hey, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. I will cheer you on. I will support you. I will hold out my hand if you if you trip and fall, if you make the wrong decision. I'll be here. Yeah, it might be painful for them and it it might be painful for your heart. Especially painful if they turn to other people besides you. But you have to trust God's still at work. And you have to trust that the Lord that gave you these children to teach and train in the way he should go, you know, that, our creator, 
the one that has a plan and a purpose for your life, your family, and your children's lives, he can be trusted with this. It just gives you an opportunity to bring it all before the Lord consistently. And then in your prayer journal or in your in your journal, I don't have sep- I do have separate journals, but they're basically different colors. I, I just can't do the whole different. I, I, it's just too much pressure on me to have a journal that's this, and I have to fill out all these lines. I just too much pressure. But the beauty is when you're writing it down, and you're intentional about praying or considering it, and and pursuing your child in a loving way, and you're listening to them. They'll talk if they know you'll listen without judgment or without maybe interjecting what you're what's on your mind. Man, the power is incredible. And I've, I'm saying this because I've lived it and I'm living it. I've lived it through the older teen years and watching each of my children navigate that season differently. And I've also walked through that season with my kids and their college kids. And those were some, there were some tough years. There were some tough seasons with that. Man, did it require a lot of prayer and trusting and crying out to the Lord. And even now with my adult children, I bite my tongue a lot. No, I don't give them a piece of my mind. I need as much of my mind as I have. I don't need to give it away. I want them to ask me what I think, and I'll tell them. And I'll be honest, but I'll season my words with kindness and grace, truth, And if need be, and they're asking for hard truth, I'll give them the hard truth, and so should you. So remember, as you are entering this season, as as we are now into quite the turmoil is in our society, a pivoting point, a changing, a transition, so to speak, remember those three principles. We can lead our children. We can lead them without having to say a word. And we can also lead them when they invite us in. If they invite us in, I want you to be so careful to know that's a very sacred, trusted, vulnerable place. Handle it with care, my friend. I'm so glad that you had joined me for this edition of Equipped to Be. We're all still learning. I'm learning. And I share with you what I'm learning, what I've learned. Because we are equipped for the calling God's place before us. And that could be in our professional lives, that could be in our marriages, in our friendships, in our parenting. Parenting doesn't end at 18, my friend. It's ongoing. And I want you to get the mindset that we're doing life together. However that looks, whether it's Zoom calls from far away or gatherings over dinner. The goal is to create rich relationships because we need each other. Boy, do we need each other more than ever. I'm so glad you joined us for this edition of Equipped to Be. As always, please tell a friend. If you enjoy Equipped to Be, tell a friend. Share it. Make sure. I'm going to make an ask of you. I, I, I don't often do this, but if you haven't subscribed or followed the Equipped to Be channel on whatever podcast you listen to, would you do that for me, please? Boy, it sure does help in our ranking. 
And would you share it with a friend or would you put it in your social media feed? I know we're being censured. If you are leading a women's ministry or you're involved in education or you are leading some organization, hey, would you let us know? Let us know how we can encourage and support you. Would you let us know how we can support your efforts? And would you, in turn, help us get this message out by telling those that are part of your organization or part of your homeschool co-op or part of your school or women's ministry or marriage conference, whatever it is, would you do that for us? We would be so grateful because we are here for you. And we want to bless and encourage and equip as many as we can because God has equipped us to be a doer of His Word. He has equipped us, and you can be faithful in every season that He has called you to. So be blessed and have a great week. We'll see you next week. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.